double up and down the court, just like I'm the king on the microphone. So it's Dr. J and Moses Malone. I like slam dunks and taking it to the home. My favorite play is the alley. Ooh, I- Hello and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk podcast. Today is Monday, March 2nd. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only, the three-point shooting specialist GPP Pro, Mr. Andrew Hansen. How are you today, Andrew? I'm doing well, thanks. Yeah, excited to, for the beginning of the week here. Took the weekend, cleared the head a little bit, got outside in the snow up here, got some oh. fresh air, did a little little hiking on the snowshoes. So nice. get the mind and body recharged here for the big week. I'll tell you, this is this is the time of year when I most appreciate living in the South. Now, I know you guys, you know, and when I was up there, you know, you got to embrace what you what you have. And, and some of it's really fun. There's a lot of people that enjoy winter sports outside. But I'll tell you what, yesterday I took the dog for a walk around the the. Uh, Big giant pond we have in the back here. It was about 71 degrees, a light warm breeze, shorts and t-shirt. <laughs> sure it was. <laughs> you got to love that, man, you know? Yes, that's the beauty of Texas it in really the wintertime. Right. Now, when we're on here and it's July and it's 106, then you can make fun of me. So right. that's no problem. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, fantastic, man. It was an awesome weekend. We kept our hot streak alive. Boy, did did you see, I don't, you weren't on with us, but there were a group of us uh, on Discord sweating out the end of that game last night. Yes. It, it was, did you see it? I, I did. I was following that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll tell you, you talk about sweat. It was funny because, uh, you know, I, I could not sleep. Uh, yesterday I got up really early more earlier than normal is like six o'clock and started working on all this uh, DFS coach talk stuff and start putting lineups together and you know digging in so I went from 6 a.m. and that at that moment I think it was 10 30 p.m. my time here and I'm thinking oh my god I am so tired but the funniest part about it is we were sitting just like dead on the cash line. We were uh, 0.6 away from all jumping into the cash in in our uh, different contests. And there was only a minute and a half left in the game. And we only had uh, Poole and Hashimura. I know you know this, but our, our listeners probably will get a kick out of this because it, it tells when it's late night sweat. It's late night sweat. So we see Hashimura checking out of the game and there's just, you know, all the air comes out of the uh, discord like, oh, my God. But then guess what? Off the bench. Here comes the man, the myth, the legend, my new hero, Jordan Poole. Right. So <laughs> checks in with a minute 28, uh, blows by a guy and makes a layup. Hits a step back three, just, I, you know, beautiful step back three. And then he drives again and gets fouled and drills two foul shots. So he finishes on a 7-0 personal run to smash us all into cash. So how fun is that, dude? Well, it, 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 that's, it was excellent. So I was happy about that. And the funny thing is, I didn't tell you about this off air, but the one contest I played all weekend really was I did some uh showdown slate entries with yeah. that with, with that Wizards Golden State game and I had a team that was tied for second place 
Uh huh. Until Poole's free throw, and it knocked me down to like 120th. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was you know unfortunate for me, but I was glad that the rest of the crew was able to cash. Oh man, that's even worse <laughs> for you though. You, that's why you got to be on the team, man. It's so much more fun. It's like I I, I equate it, you know, when we're in the uh, when guys play their own lines and stuff, and when we're in Discord. It reminds me of the guy when you're at the craps table in Vegas. Yeah. Everybody's rooting for 7-11. There's always one jackass at the table betting against you to crap out. Right. And, uh, it, you know, it's like, okay, go ahead, root for your own stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's it's so funny. But, man. But I, your, your lineup was in the two-game contest, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't have a chance because you I, had just did a, a, a one game. Or yeah, this was just I, a I, showdown. So different different slate than you were playing. No, no, no. I yeah. I completely get it. But yeah, so hope you know, let's keep this streak rolling. Just been a fantastic uh, you know, first uh eleven days. We're not even two weeks old yet in the in the providing space. So uh, you know, the the podcast you and I and, and uh Michael have been doing for over a year, but uh now having this element of it uh just makes it like even ten times more fun. Uh, it's just great. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of fun so far. And we've been crushing it with these lineups. Just got to keep going. Uh, before we jump in, uh, remember, look us up, dfscoachtalk.com. That's our website. You can subscribe, sign up there, ask any questions, whatever you need to do. Um, and then on Twitter, we're at dfscoachtalk. And, uh, you know, follow all of our pros, Michael and and, and uh Andrew and I on uh, Twitter, we're on there 24-7. I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at Language Olympic and at Mike Apotria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. A lot of good feedback and you know on the podcasts, a um, lot of good information and, and stuff like that. And we're also having a, a, a giveaway with... Uh, our members and, and people out there that, you know, are retweeting stuff that we're doing and uh, listening into the podcast. So we'll be splashing all that stuff on Twitter so everybody can uh, jump in. But, uh, you know, it's funny that the subject I got the most tweets on this weekend, and, and there's a lot of good ones, but it has to do with our awesome lead in and fade out music. <laughs> Everybody's into the old space jams way back when uh you know a little basketball with our uh old rapper back in the day so it's funny as heck that the one guy's comment i think i may have already told you this but it just cracked me up he said they absolutely thought it was uh mike apatria rapping not curtis blow so there you go (laughs) use for mike apatria but that that's it just cracks me up uh, and, you know, uh, we're going to dive in with like we normally do and look at all the injuries. And, Andrew, can you believe that we have an awesome seven-game main slate, but somehow there's already 20 injuries on the board? Oh, boy. Player status. I know it. So, you know, settle down, get yourself a cup of coffee. You could probably eat a sandwich, whatever you need to do by the time I'm done <laughs> with this list. But. You know, I know some people are like, get to the games already. But, you know, you can't until you – this list has everything to do with how the entire slate's going to show up because that's where your value comes from. 
your fades, your, you know, all of the, the edges that, that are important. So this is key. And remember, it's, you know, right now it's it's Monday morning. So uh, follow all afternoon on Twitter and our at DFS Coach Talk to see all of the moves and changes and player news updates. And then jump on Discord with us uh, at DFS Coach Talk uh, the last 30 minutes before lock. And we're, we're regular lock tonight. We had some weird lock times this uh, weekend, but we have a 7 o'clock Eastern uh, like normal. So uh, there's your three-step process. We even got that out of the way early. Um, okay, are you ready for the list there, Mr. Andrew? Bring it. Anthony Simons, often mispronounced Simmons. Uh, Mr. Simons is a very odd 65% likelihood to play. So just slightly under probable, which falls in the 75% ranking. I don't know if I've ever seen somebody at 65%, but uh, there you go. That's Simons tonight. The great news is Luca, Luca, he is probable 75%. After missing the game with a sore thumb and a little uh, coach talk here, I heard this morning, uh, it sounds like Porzingis is going to sit this out because it's the second night of a back to back uh, and it's at the Bulls. And I'll tell you what, Porzingis is playing ball. I kept telling my son, my son was squawking for the whole first like 35 games. Porzingis is, is, you know, let down. He's not the star. We thought, Bob, I said, listen, the guy's been out of basketball two years. Give him a chance to get 30, 40 games under his belt, and he'll be right at it. And if you've watched him the last few games, he looks like an all-star flat out. Yeah, excellent. And then uh, that'll be the question. Will he play back-to-backs? I was doing the research on that. He has been terrible in the three back-to-backs that he's played. So, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me at all if he was a late scratch. I think he's going to sit. I really do. Uh, Luke and I think Luca will play, so we it should be okay there. Uh, Darius Garland is out for Cleveland. That's sort of big news. That gives makes Kevin Porter Jr. is probably going to dive up there and be one of the higher owned guys today. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge doubtful, only twenty five percent. He's missed multiple games, so he doesn't look like he's going to lace him up against Indiana tonight. Uh, Ryan. Archie Diacono is probable against the Mavericks, so he should play. Uh, Alfonso McKinney is out. He is one of get a new hobby if you're playing Alfonso McKinney, guys. Um, Reggie Bullock, 50-50 questionable. Uh, Kobe White, the guy that's just the bust-out star of the rookie group in this last three weeks. He's gone nuts. He is 75% probable against the Mavs which being a Mavs fan, I was hoping he'd sit because I'm afraid of him, which is a good sign to roster him. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. is also probable against the Mavs tonight, so he should be back in there battling at center. Tristan Thompson remains out, uh, which changes a little, uh, couple things there for sure. Zach Levine probable. Uh, Jakob Pertl, who smoked about 85% of the industry, uh, a couple days ago and was a big key to us uh, crushing on our cash lines because we faded him and everybody had Jakob Pertl and he he got hurt during that game. But he has an ML, MCL sprain, so he'll probably be out for quite a while. 
Um, one uh, big piece of news, though, is Lori Markinen, the stud young fella for Chicago, is doubtful. Um, he's been out for over a month with a stress reaction, uh, and it does not look like he is uh, ready yet, but could be back in about a week. Otto Porter for Chicago. Man, they are like the walking wounded, that team. Um, he, Otto Porter's 50-50. He may be back because he's been out for quite some time, too. So that's news to watch because that's going to shuffle the deck a little bit on Thad Young and some of those bulls. DeAndre Bembry remains out. Cam Reddish, 50-50. He uh, is another guy we need to keep an eye on because that Atlanta Grizzlies game is going to be uh, there's going to be smoke coming off the court from the speed that game's going to be. Um, Kyle Korver is out, uh, and that's the guy you said your shot is most like, Andrew. Is that correct? Yeah, if I was righty, that would be a good comparison. Yeah, you're you're the left-handed Korver. Yeah, so, there you go. <laughs> then we have Victor Oladipo is confirmed in, and Eric Gordon is confirmed in. So not that bad, you know, all considering, but uh, – Interesting information, stuff we need to take note of and uh, and prepare for. So let's dive in headfirst on this seven-game slate. We have three early games at seven, so that's cool because that last 30 minutes when you're hanging with us in Discord, we will have uh, – there will be six full lineups out and any late information because the NBA has to provide those lineups 30 minutes before tip. So – and we even me may even get the the 7:30 game news uh, before lock of Memphis, Atlanta, and Milwaukee, Miami. So not like a ton of games that are later. Actually, the, the late games are 8 and 8:30. So it looks like extra sleep for uh, Team DFS Coach Talk tonight. That's good news. That's awesome news. Yeah, I can't believe it. No late night sweats. But uh, all right, first game. Interesting game. It's the uh, Houston Rockets at the New York Knicks. Um, right now, Houston is a 10-point favorite, so double-digit favorite on the road. Uh, the, the total's 230.5 implied for Houston, 120.5, which is uh, second-highest on the board. Knicks, 110.5. From the pace standpoint, Houston is third in the league. Knicks 23rd, they do a little bit more slowdown, get the ball to Randall, Mitch Robb sort of uh, back it down sometimes. So they have been uh, continually going down in pace. Defensively, Houston is 12th, which is pretty darn good. That's the best they've ranked in a long time. This uh, small ball lineup has been super effective. It's driving people nuts and making people turn the ball over. So that is really uh, something to watch because no one thought it would work. And the Knicks are also 23rd on defense. So I don't know if that's an omen, but 23rd in pace and 23rd uh, in defensive efficiency, you know, that's sort of a lucky number. So who knows? Maybe it's the Knicks night. So let's let's hear the famous Andrew Hansen give us the whole lowdown. You can even, like, read the box score that will be uh, after the game prior, because we know you've just dissected this. So give us the Houston Knicks game, brother. <laughs> now you tell me I need the full box score. I was ready to just give you bits and pieces. No, but... I want numbers. I want the whole deal. Stocks, rebounds, everything. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. 
Um, the big thing to remember here is when these guys played a week ago, Westbrook did not play and Peyton did not play. So a bit of a different mix here. Westbrook is cheaper than Harden, and I do like him a little bit better just because of the savings. And how about the way Westbrook looked against Boston? Came out with a vengeance, 41 points. He's 19 years old. Oh, just crazy how much energy he has. I don't know where he gets it. It's vicious. It's amazing. He really digs down. But two straight games of at least 62 fantasy points. I like that, so I and I kind of like the savings compared to Harden, who was terrific against New York uh, when Harden was out. But I'm going to look even more so to two of the cheaper guys for Houston. Covington has been the man lately. You, you talked about the you know yeah. the small ball lineup, and he's really thriving in Houston. He went for 16 and 16 against Boston, uh, and he's only 6.2 on DraftKings, so he fills yeah. out the lineup pretty nicely. I also like Eric Gordon. You mentioned that he's in. Mm-hmm. He's he's working himself back in since he got injured in that next game. And he's he had 21 minutes on Saturday against Boston. I'm hoping for a couple more here. And he's he's only 3.8 on DraftKings. So he's a way to get some exposure to this. And you know, especially if it's if it is a blowout. You know, if Westbrook and Harden only need to play. 28 30 minutes we know that they even if the blow we know they might still play 35 36 but i like gordon to get 24 minutes here so uh, that's that's some that's a way to get exposure to the game on on the other side i don't plan to go with the the key guys peyton and randall i'm going to look for a mid-tier player rj barrett is 5.4 he had 33 fantasy points against these guys a week ago and then mitchell robinson uh, he, he played well in that matchup. Yeah. He's had two other real strong games recently, over 40 fantasy points. He's only 5.5 on DraftKings. So he's the other guy I, I might play. Yeah, I like that call. Yeah, I mean, this it's so hard because, you know, the two dilemmas it seems like we have every night, if you know, because it seems like either Houston or the Lakers are playing, it's always that dilemma. Harden or Westbrook? Or Davis or LeBron. I mean, it's and it's such a hard decision because on any given night, uh, any of those four can absolutely dominate the slate. So uh, on Houston's side, I do like uh, both guys. I really do like Harden and Westbrook. And it's just like a sliver uh, between the two, in my opinion. Um, The price is a little bit cheaper. Um, I and it seems like a lot you know he he Harden always was higher in ownership than Westbrook and now it seems to be getting a lot closer um I am gonna wait until when you know this afternoon when everything the dust settles and I'm you know because like I always say you know and and Mike and Andrew do the same thing we go we try to come into this podcast every day completely organic we don't listen to any other uh, touts. We don't uh, look at any lo- uh, we look at any um, ownership projections or any of that stuff because we want this to be just organic from the way we build our lineups. But you know w- you need to do that in the afternoon when you're finalizing because if you can get a steal at a low ownership guy, you got to grab it. If a guy is just ridiculously owned and you don't think he's a lock, you can fade him. So 
you know, it does come into play. Ownership's an important thing as part of that second phase. But in this first phase, you know, for me, I've identified Harden or Westbrook will more than likely make my lineup and then I'll let sort of the industry dictate uh, between which one I go with. Um, and I think ever since they started playing small ball, I have to go back and look. I think four out of the five games that I've I've rostered uh, Covington because he just he is their pseudo center, if you will, and gets all those peripheral rebounds. He gets blocks. And I mean, he's filling that role perfectly. They could not have picked up a better guy to create that scenario. So I hats off to Dan Tony. I, you know, I trash him sometimes because I think some of his coaching is very questionable, but uh, man, he's got the right mix going here. So uh, Covington's in play for me again. Um, I don't see why not to, you know, they have not adjusted his price up and I guarantee you he will keep drifting up in price for sure. Um, on the Knicks side, the only guy that I like, is I like Mitchell Robinson. I, I see uh, something in him this last like 10 days that I had not seen since he came into the league. I mean, he's actually maybe finally understanding the game a little bit better. Maybe it's slowing down a little bit better. His learning curve was longer. He hasn't gotten huge minutes, but man, when he's in there, he is an absolute defensive presence. Uh, you know, he's blocking shots, getting rebounds, and not getting in as much foul trouble. And I'm going to knock on wood because he'll have three in like eight seconds if, uh, <laughs> if I don't. But uh, I, I think he's starting to put the pieces together. And, you know, at the price he is, you know, he throws, you know, three, four blocks on the board, a couple of dunks, all of a sudden, you know, you're at value before you can uh, whistle. So, that's pretty much how I see that game. I, I think it's it's a good game. That 230 number is uh, the second highest on the board, 230 and a half. So I'll probably come out of here with, with three guys and uh, and move on down the road. So anything else on that one? I think we covered it. Perfect. Game two, 7 o'clock Eastern Portland at Orlando. The Magic are a seven-point home favorite. Uh, it is a 221 and a half total Implied for Orlando, 114.5, Portland, 107.5. From a pace standpoint, Portland is 11th in the league. Uh, Even without Dame, they're they're still getting it up and down the floor. Orlando, 27th. uh, So definitely a huge pace down for Portland. That's a a concern. And we know Orlando can defend. Uh, Right now, Portland is all the way down a fourth from last in defensive efficiency uh, and that's why they're not in the playoff picture at this moment Orlando however has remained in the top 10 pretty much all year they are sitting at ninth so I guess I'll I'll lead in for this uh, for you to dissect this game is how the heck do you ever fade CJ McCollum again when Dame doesn't play because he doesn't miss he has been on fire. It's been fun to watch, fun to roster him. I do think, though, this is the slate where I'm going to fade him. And wow. I don't – I'm certainly not going to say that I don't think he can have a strong game because when these two teams played, he had 50 fantasy points. Yes, Lillard was in the lineup, so they're certainly going to 
put all of their defensive attention on CJ and he may have to play extra minutes if Simons is out. But I just really like these guards that are a little bit more expensive, you know, whether okay. it be Harden, Westbrook, Trey Young, Luca. So I, I'm planning to spend up there and hope that he comes back down to earth a little bit. You know, okay. we, you know, the Magic are a strong defensive team, as we know. So that's the plan there. Uh, I do want to note, if you're looking for value, if Simons is out, I'm trying to figure out what Portland's going to do off the bench. It's going to be a shorter rotation. They don't really have another backup traditional guard since Trent has been starting. So if you have to go down there, you might want to play Hazonia. And I know you're going to love that, Coach. Oh, God. But, uh on a big slate, if you're looking for a guy who's minimum price, he's one to consider. He's not my yeah. favorite minimum price guy. Well, but plus, you know, plus he's a revenge narrative. He was exactly. started, started yes. Orlando. Yes, yeah. exactly. So that's my thought on Portland. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play many Trailblazers here. I'm a little bit more interested in the other side, and it's Evan Fournier, who has been playing pretty well. Yeah. Two out of three over 45 fantasy points. And he should be matched up against Gary Trent Jr., who's ranked number 88th for shooting guards on defense. So that's how I'm going to get exposure to this game. Portland is poor defensively. So uh, that's my main focus. I don't think I'm going to spend up on the the bigs. You know, Gordon could be a play against Mello. uh, But I don't don't think I'll end up going there. Well, in in some ways – I, you hit the nail on the head with stuff that I was looking at and then sort of an opposite take. I, For me, uh, the best play on the entire board, entire slate, and a pillar that will be in 100% of my lineups is C.J. McCollum. I mean, I don't care if he's chalk, eat the chalk here, in my opinion. Without Dame, C.J.'s uh, usage is in the 40s. So we're talking like Harden level of usage. And... Uh, he's he's been producing, um, you know, the fact that Orlando will have a little bit more defensive uh, prowess toward him because Dame's not playing will not supersede the fact that all of Dame's usage has to be, be get eaten up. And the majority of that goes to CJ. So I think just plug and play CJ and, and move forward from there, um, you know, I respect Orlando's defense enough that I'm not going to try to force in uh, a white side or Trent or any of those guys. Uh, you know, I do love your take on Hazonia, and I think he's a is an outstanding GPP play because he could play 32, 33 minutes in this game at minimum price because um, they're shorthanded. But I, I just do not have the he is not my secret squirrel. I do not have hashtag big nuts enough to put Hazonia in my uh, cash lineup, but I respect the choice. Um, but the, where you hit the nail on the head, and, and I'm very impressed because I you stole my thunder on that one, is, uh, you know, Trent has been a nice lift for Portland offensively, but he is an absolute defensive detriment Uh and that was what held him back at Duke. You know, when he was at Duke, he was with a real talented team, uh, but the scouts just did not, re- re- you know, go after him. And he, he slipped in the draft uh, way back because people just knew he couldn't defend. And he's not. I mean, he's when you rank 88 out of guys that have played shooting guard out of how many were on the ranking that you looked at? 
It was like 89. I think yeah. uh, Beal was the only one behind him. <laughs> that, yeah, that's right. That's exactly what I have. So we looked at the same sheet. So he's second to last of all of them. So to me, uh, a game that's a huge pace up for Orlando, although almost all games are, but Portland is 11th. I think Fournier, this is the type of game that he shines because you give him a little space. He is not shy. He is going to sh- shoot the ball. I think he gets 20 shots up in this game. And I think that uh, he's going to be somewhat sneaky uh, for people that don't, you know, notice that uh, defensive lapse from Portland. And so I'm right with you there. Uh, this is not the game I want to spend up for a Gordon or Vuk, but you know, those those are sort of the sneaky plays which I like having some of those lower owned guys early on. So that's where I'm at, man. Anything else there? I'm good. Okay, third 7 o'clock game, Utah Jazz at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Utah's an 8.5-point road favorite. The total is 220.5. We have a 114.5 implied for Utah, 106 for Cleveland. Right now, as far as pace, Utah 21st, Cleveland 20th. That's a little bit of a concern, but this side helps a little bit. Utah's down a 13. They were in the top 10 for a lot of the year. And Cleveland's second to last, so they are not defending much of anything. Um, interesting game here. I'm very excited to hear your take because uh, I have a couple of things on here I want to point out, but I'm going to let you take the wheel here, buddy. All right. Well, I'm going to look at the backcourt in this game on both sides. On the Utah side, uh, Donovan is under 8K. I think he could have a monster game. Cavaliers don't defend at the guard position. Uh, that's for sure. I like Clarkson here at 5.1. We've got the narrative of him coming back to Cleveland. So hopefully he'll be comfortable in those surroundings and, and put up a big game. Good point. Um, Conley would be my third option. I, I don't know if I'll get there. But I am also going to play a fair amount of get – get a fair amount of shares from the Cavaliers' backcourt. Because I think there's a good chance with Garland out that Kevin Porter Jr. is going to start. Yeah, he's going to be chalk for sure. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because yeah. he's, he's 4.9. I think he's a really nice piece in a tournament lineup. He's had last four games, he's averaged 33 and a half fantasy points. And oh, after I good. yeah, after I talked about him um, looking terrible and getting yanked in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he, he really snapped out of it. It was the next game he came back against Miami and had 51 fantasy points. So yeah, he's, he, tw- he tweeted me. He said, "Hey, tell Andrew to eat it, man." He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kidding. the thing. When you get something like that, you either see the guy go down, 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 like Jordan McRae getting bought out in Denver, or you see the guy wake up when he gets yanked and turn it around like Kevin Porter Jr. So. Uh, I, I like him. And then Sexton at 6K is another guy I'll have a couple shares of. Um, you know, Utah isn't as strong in the backcourt as they are up front. But right. I'm going to I'm gonna stay away from the bigs. Gobert just hasn't been getting many shots. Drummond's going to have to go against Gobert. So I'm going to focus on the backcourt in this game. I like it, man. Uh, for me, it's very simple. You know, I'm a psycho about guards against Cleveland, and it's no different in this game. You you mentioned the two guys. I mean, Mitchell, 
can take over games in a heartbeat. So I think he's a great ceiling guy tonight. And I love Jordan Clarkson. I mean, he had to come off the bench behind those rookie guards that he really felt that he was better than. So there is nothing more that he wants than to go back to Cleveland and just absolutely smoke uh, Sexton. And, well, Garland's not playing, but still, same way. You know, he wants to just, uh, you know, put up a big one, I'm sure. So I like both those guys. I mean, I think Mitchell will be – his price is still fair enough. He'll be pretty highly owned. Clarkson might be a little more sneaky, uh, but, uh, you know, people will – uh, jump on that because of the narrative and everything else. But uh, really, I you know I don't want to play any of the Cavs against the Jazz defense. Don't trust them. Um, I get Porter's going to be you know 50% owned in the li- because of his potential of you know he's the kind of guy that could literally put up 45, 50 fantasy points and break the slate at that price. But uh, you know I'm going to try to show some confidence that Utah can defend and uh, try to differentiate a little bit by fading him. And uh, that's really it for me on that game. Okay. All right, game four, we're motoring along. Mike and I went, we had a six-game slate. We went for 90 minutes. And it, <laughs> yeah. it was it was like two old ladies at the barbershop getting their hair done on a Saturday morning. <laughs> I, I hope, uh, I bet uh, people that enjoy us just for joking around and chit-chatting were probably like, oh, this is fun and cool. I'm taking a walk listening. The other people that just wanted the info on the games were probably chewing their fingernails off, saying, well, do you? to quit yapping and get to the get to the games <laughs> <laughs> oh lord all right uh so the 7:30 game uh and here's the big bonanza game this is the stack game everybody's going to be talking about it all day 7:30 memphis at atlanta atlanta's a two-point favorite so it's a super close t- uh, spread and the total's a whopping 240 and a half so it's 10 points higher than the Houston game and, you know, 15 points higher, higher than a bunch of the other lines, even 20 points higher than a couple of them. So, you know, you've got an implied total, number one on the board, Atlanta at 121 and a half uh, with Memphis at 119 and a half. So you've got two top 10 in the league paces, Memphis seventh and Atlanta fourth. So there's a big gold star. Then you've got lousy defenses. Memphis all the way down to 19th. They were in the top 10 early in the year. And Atlanta is third to last, 28th. So every sign shows here. you got everybody playing. You've got monster and total, close spread. I mean, there's nothing, you know, fast pace, bad D. There's nothing, you know, that stops you from stacking this game. I don't see how you don't have three or four guys from this game in your main lineup. If you want to take it down just because of the massive DFS potential here in points, Um, I guess it's going to be, you know, the highest it's possible that the the two highest own guys on the slate might be, and I know this is way out there and I could be dead wrong, but I can't see anybody not everybody's going to have Trey young and John Moran, aren't they? Well, yeah. I mean, if this was a four-game slate, then I'd say absolutely. But at least on DraftKings, I haven't looked at the FanDuel pricing yet, but Trey Young, Harden, Westbrook, and Luka are all within $500 of each other. Yeah. So I don't think they'll be as highly owned because of that. 
Okay. But I, in my first build, I've got them both in there. That's for sure. Um, And you mentioned it as a stack game. I agree. I think all 10 starters are in play here because they're all fairly priced. I think there's several different ways you could stack this. Yep. Um, I may make a number of lineups where I just go with those guards and hope that the rest of the usage is a little bit balanced because I certainly could see that happening. And you know, I'd much rather pay 7.2 for Jaw than 6.8 for Joe Val. I just don't trust him, even though he had a 2020 game last time out. Yeah. Um, he had 20 you know, rebounds two games in a row. Yeah, which yeah. is great to see. You'd like to see it more consistently. That's the problem for me with yeah. him. Yeah. But, I mean, all these guys, you know, Melton is 4.4. I think this wide-open game is good for him, although he hasn't been producing as well lately. Brooks is a little bit more reliable as a scorer. Mm-hmm. Three straight games with at least 22 field goal attempts. That's you know, unbelievable. I like, yeah, I like that. Um, Kyle Anderson and Josh Jackson right in that low 4K price range as well. Over on the Atlanta side, Herder is a guy who – you know, it might be a nice pivot if you don't want to play Trey Young. And I I also like Hunter a little bit here. Um, you yeah, know, especially with Reddish being uh, questionable. Exactly, a little bit banged up. Um, Collins, four out of the last five, over 46 fantasy points. So mm-hmm. I think he's solid as well. But like I yeah. said, I think most of my lineups, I'm just going to go with Jaw and Trey and then move on. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people will, but uh, again, just the pace and the the uh, opportunity, you know, the way this game unfolds, there there's probably going to be an additional nine to eleven uh, possessions. When you talk about that, generally you attach about a three point six, three point nine points per possession based on the whole you know, scoring the ball, the assist, or an offensive rebound, whatever. So when you look at that, I mean, that's just a lot more available numbers uh, that that people on the floor are going to get. I mean, sometimes the ball just bounces your way. You don't even have to be having a great game to uh, just, you know, get all those additional possession point opportunities. Um, you know, Brooks, is it's hard to ignore how much he's been shooting the ball. And he is a good defensive player, so he's going to be out there big minutes. Um, you know, DeAnthony Melton certainly is is uh, in play. Jaw and Joval for sure. I, I like all those guys. Um, on the Atlanta side, Trey's going to be it's going to be tough to sit him. I mean, I, it just looks like the standard game where two guards are are lousy on defense and both you know are just filling it up and they're hot right now. And they're both playing, you know, uh, hard. So I think their ownership will be up there, like I said. But I do, you have to consider both of them. Um, you know, Collins is a big spend-up guy, but again, pace-up game, and he's been fantastic. So you got to consider him. Um, I always love either Hunter or Reddish if one or the two are are out, and that's happened uh, 12 times this year. So they've each missed games. And it seems like, for the most part, when one sits, the other one excels because the extra minutes and and uh, et cetera. So if Reddish is out, 
you know, Hunter's definitely high on my board for a great value play. Um, if he's not, um, you know, then I'll, then I'll relook at that. But, uh, you know, I, I have not settled in on exactly who I'm going to recommend for this game yet. Uh, cause it's such an important game. I want to wrap my arms around it this afternoon, get the reddish news. Uh, I know, you know, Brandon Clark's been out. Triple J's been out. I believe they're still out. Uh, and I want to make sure of that. So, uh, you know, definitely jump on with us at, at dfscoachdoc.com. All afternoon we'll be in the Discord. Uh, and this will be probably the number one thing we're talking about. Um, shout out, too, to Andy G, by the way. He's been real active in the spring training baseball for those of you out there that are big MLB fans. I know those guys are so fired up for baseball to get started. So he's actually chatting in there, providing some plays and another fun thing to, to jump in discord about. So it will be buzzing all afternoon. Uh, I'm not solidified on who I'm rostering for this game, but I know that I will certainly be well represented. As will I. All right, man. We go to uh, game five, 7.30 game. This one is the game I'm going to watch, and it's not a, as DFS friendly by any stretch, but I can't wait to see this game because personally, I believe this is going to be the Eastern Conference Finals, um, and it's Milwaukee at Miami. You've got Milwaukee as a four-point road favorite, which is a pretty low number considering Milwaukee beats the life out of people. Uh, all the time, even on the road. Um, the 225 and a half total is is so-so. Uh, you know, we, we know both these teams like to D it up. You have 115 implied for Milwaukee, 111 for Miami. Um, and as far as pace, Milwaukee, fastest team in the league, um, which is you can't get a bigger uh, bump up in pace for Miami. Uh, they're 26 now, so... They are really trying to play that grinded out half court defensive uh, stopper kind of kind of play, uh, which is a big pace down for Milwaukee. So something to consider there. Milwaukee's also first in the league in defensive efficiency. They're first in everything, I think, just about right now. Uh, and Miami's 14th. So they're more in the middle of the pack. Everybody thinks Miami's so incredibly great defensively, but they've, you know, Butler's missed a decent amount of games. Uh, you know, they're, they've had guys injured in and out. So I think that's affected that they're certainly great at home. Uh, their home record is terrific this year. So, you know, although this isn't a showcase DFS game, I can't wait to watch this one, uh, you know, for the real basketball enthusiast in me. I'm with you. I think that's the real appeal here is just watching it in terms of the fantasy output. I'm not as excited about it as, say, the Grizzlies-Hawks game. You you mentioned the total. It's gone down. It opened at 227. So a little bit less to go around. And for me, with Giannis, he's about a 1,000 more than all those other guards we talked about. Yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather spend down in that sense to guys like Trey Young. Even though he crushed Miami early, very early in the season, it was an overtime game, but he had 71 fantasy points. Oh. Butler Butler did not play in that game, so bit of a different mix. Um, Big time, yeah, yeah. The whole defensive 
prowess of Miami is completely different when he's off the floor. He's, I think, third in differentiation of when he's on and off the floor for team defensive efficiency. Embiid is first, uh, Anthony Davis is second, and Butler is third. That's a nice trio right there yep. to, have on, to have on your side. So I don't plan to play much of Giannis. Nobody else on the Milwaukee side is jumping out in terms of price. If something changed, if Middleton's out, then okay, all of a sudden we'll look at some of these other guys like Dante. But there's a couple guys on the Miami side that I think are fairly priced. Bam is down to 8.1. I think he's a solid play. Dragic was excellent in this matchup coming off the bench. He had yeah. 35 minutes. Yes, it was an overtime game. He's been game. playing good ball lately, too. Yeah, he's been playing good ball. So you could go there. Um, one other guy who you could look at. Those guys that, again, hasn't Wait, been scoring as much, but that. Should, you, should get you, you six just, X returns. You, you just, that last, like, five seconds sort of <laughs> cut out. The, oh, Derek Jones Jr. Okay. Hasn't, hasn't been scoring as much lately. Right. But he's under 4K. I think you should expect a, a 6x return on that because um, I think he's going to need to play a lot of minutes. So, um, you know, I, I could see myself going there. But, again, I, I don't I don't plan to get much exposure to this game. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. This this uh, It's funny because I, I flip-flopped on this game uh, as I was looking at it last night uh, and a little bit this morning. Um initially I was like, okay, I went through everything. I said, I'm just not going to play. I'm just going to pass this game. I respect these two teams. I'm not going to pay that. You know, I mean, basically Giannis has to get mid sixties to get value. So that's asking a lot uh, for a guy on the road at Miami and I get it. And I think, you know, a lot of people that want to roster him, you're going to probably get him at lower ownership than they normally will. So more power to you, but you know, I thought about it, and then all of a sudden I thought, wait a minute. You know, they beat everybody just about by 35, and, you know, he doesn't really have to play crunch time minutes that much. He sits a lot in the fourth quarter. You know, is this going to be a game where they extend his minutes and uh, let him just blow it up? But then I came to my senses again, and I said, you know, we've got too many other studs on this uh, slate you know, it's not if it was a three game or two game slate or one of those, then you, you can't really fade Giannis. But because of the price, because of the slate and I, I just I, I, I'm pretty confident as of now, I'm not going to roster a single player from this game. Yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, if I only make one lineup, I don't think I'll have anyone from this game. Which which stinks because I'm gonna watch it, but hey, it is what it is. I love basketball, and it's gonna. I think it's the best game on the slate for sure. All right, man. Two games left. Eight o'clock and an eight thirty. Like I said, early to bed tonight for the coach talk team. Uh, eight p.m. Dallas Mavericks at the Chicago Bulls. The return of Luca. He is probable. Uh, we have not seen Porzingis news. I think he's going to sit. Uh, it is the second game of a back-to-back for Dallas. That's the first one, uh, first team in this whole slate that has a back-to-back. Um, Dallas is a five-point road favorite. It is a 225 total. Implied 115 for Dallas, 110 for Chicago. 
we know Chicago has like seven guys on the injured list, some out, some questionable, some playing. So they have just been a walking group of injured folks most of this season, but it does create a little bit of confusion in this game. Uh, a little concerned about it from the Mavs side too, because Chicago can be stingy on the defensive side from time to time. Uh, totally middle of the road on everything in this game. You know, the spread, the teams, uh, you've got the 18th and 16th pace. You have the 16th and 15th defense. So this is one of those right square in the middle of everything um, games that, you know, do you pay up for Luka, especially if KP gets ruled out? Because I'll tell you, if you look at the last uh, five, six games, Luka's been strugg- struggling to get to uh, value in some of those. You know, he's made it a couple of times. But, you know, again, when you're paying that kind of price, you got to get, you know, somebody playing in the 60-plus uh, fantasy point points to make you feel good about it. So, Tough game, man. How do you figure this one out? Yeah, you're right. It could be a little bit under the radar, just sort of in the middle there with the total. So I think it'll certainly come down to the news. If Porzingis is out, then I do like Luka. And it's funny that when these two teams played earlier, Porzingis was out and Luka went off. Yeah. He went for 38, 11, and 10. Yeah, and that's that's a regular game for him, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> I agree. You know, there's some concern there. Uh, a little bit better defense uh, coming back into the lineup after a day off. You know, the thumb is nagging him a little bit. But I do think there's a, you know, see, certainly he's a pivot to Trey Young if you want to if you want to look at it that way. I do think there's a path to building a lineup with both of them in it. I think there's enough value on the slate to play both of those guys if you want to go down that route. Okay. Um, I'm not going to play Porzingis if he plays because of the back-to-back. And I'm only going to look at anyone else on the Mavs roster if Porzingis is out because I think they've priced up Curry and Hardaway uh, thinking that one of these guys might be out. And and you and I talked about it last week in that Philly game where they had not priced up all those stars. Oh, yeah. And Milton we were, and we Richardson. had a bunch of Mavs rostered because they were all so cheap. Right. So, you know, it, that's why it always comes down to pricing. That's the final yeah. thing that determines how you build your roster. So for me, I'm not going to play Curry or THJ unless Porzingis is out. And if he is, I still don't really like those prices, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think they could be valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, on the on the Chicago side, you, you mentioned it. It's a bit of a mess with all these different players in and out of the lineup. Um, and they, again, this will be the key news for me. If if somebody like Otto Porter Jr. actually comes back, then I probably won't play anybody for the Bulls. But without him, you know, one less guy to be in the mix. I think you could play Sadoransky at only 5.5. I'm not going to pay up for Levine. Dallas did a pretty good job containing him in the first matchup. And then Thaddeus Young, again, is the other guy you could consider if you want a mid-tier guy. If Porter Jr. and Markinen don't play, he's had uh, 30 minutes at least for a number of games in a row, and he's been pretty productive. So you could go there if you wanted. Yeah, that's a good good breakdown. You know, for me, on the Chicago side – 
if Porzingis doesn't play, I'm going to look. Uh, and also, if uh, Porter's not back on the Chicago side, I'm going to take a long look at both Carter and um, Thad Young. Not that I'm going to play both, but I just want to look and see if Carter's minutes is, are being restricted, if there's any coach talk or news on him. But, you know, without Porzingis protecting the rim, and he's been fantastic rim protector. I mean, he's in the top five in blocks now. Uh, when he's out of there, you know, Cauley Stein's sort of been an enigma. They're not playing Boban anymore. Cleva's not a shot blocker uh, really at all. And, you know, Dwight Powell's out for the season. So when Porzingis sits, it's somewhat of a donut in the paint. And that's, you know... The thing is, Chicago doesn't have a true paint guy that should dominate in this game, so that'll help the Mavericks. But uh, I, you know, for, if I'm definitely going to need some value here, uh, you know, with some of the higher price guys I want to uh, put in there, so I'm going to do a little deep dive uh, on on both Young and Carter, uh, and waiting for the Porzingis and and uh, Porter Jr. news because that that affects all of the. Uh, or uh, did I say the right guy, Porter? Did I say that right? I Who think you it? did. Yeah, yeah. Otto, Otto Porter Jr. Yep. So, yeah, all of that affects each other, though. So, you know, one guy shifts that to be maybe play two of those guys, or if one guy's in, one guy's out, it could be none of them. So uh, as far as Luka goes, I think Chicago's backcourt plays pretty good D. I know he tore him up last time, but, I, you know, he's not 100% either with that sore thumb. I think it's... It may mess with the shot a little bit because he's probably going to have it taped up and stuff. So, you know, I'm not crazy about that. I agree with you. I loved and, you know, rostering Mavericks all weekend, really last Friday, Saturday, Sunday with, you know, getting Curry dirt cheap and Hardaway was a very fair price. And, you know, it was it was nice getting, uh, you know, those guys busting in the 40s and, and really having good games. But the prices have adjusted and, you know, the usage on a, against a team like Chicago, I, I'm not going to go to any of those other uh, spots either. So uh, I'm not rostering any Dallas guys tonight. Um, and the Bulls, it's going to be uh, dependent on a, that other news, like I had mentioned. So uh, sort of a interesting way to come around to that here but you know i think that's probably the good way to go i hear you all right before we get to this last game real quickly remember you can listen to us on dfs coach talk seven days a week everywhere podcasts are found and when i say these names you would think it was just them but there are other places i digging into the analytics a little bit we use a company called Red Circle that uh, distributes the podcast throughout the podcast world. And there are a lot of places, especially internationally, uh, that I never even heard of. But we are having people listen to us. As you know, we have an, uh, a big Australian uh, following. I have to say, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. I <laughs> promised those guys I'd say that because uh, we had a couple of our Australian guys have some takedowns this weekend. So I uh, wanted to give them a big shout out, but yeah. So anyway, we can be heard everywhere, uh, including iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. Uh, and again, this is our only ask every podcast, 
take a few seconds, please. Definitely rate, review, and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button so you know when the podcasts come up. If you listen on iTunes or we have a lot of people listening on Spotify, YouTube, all of those, uh, uh, Google Play, you know, hit the subscribe button because then, you know, it varies when we release the show each day. And I mentioned somebody had tweeted out about that, and I'll make the mention now as long as I'm talking about it, is uh, when Andrew and I do the three shows during the week, we generally do them – Right before lunch, they they usually uh, get uh, I have to edit and get them out uh, like around lunchtime, early afternoon. So those three will be out at that time on the Saturday and Sundays when Mike and I do those. uh, We're going to have to start calling it girl chat because we go forever. But when (laughs) not not to say anything negative about girls, but, uh, you know, sometimes they can be chatty just like Mike and I. And those are done in the morning. So they're usually out. Uh, mid-morning because we do them pretty early because there are a lot of time there's earlier slates on Saturday and Sunday so we get those out early and then there are going to be two shows per week uh, that that we do like we did the old hoop ball days where Mike and I do the night we do it that night and it'll be released first thing in the morning so on those two days uh, you can listen to it on your way to work and have longer to listen to it now there's a big plus with that because it It increases the time you can listen. However, with those two night shows, we won't have updated lines. We won't have as much player news. So, you know, it's give and take. So rather than just go all one way or all the other, uh, when I was trying to set this up and in talking with Andrew and and Michael, we wanted to make it fit for everybody. So we've got, you know, all different times. And that's why it's important to subscribe to wherever you listen to this podcast so that if it's a 10 a.m., it gives you the the notice notification that you have a new pod up. If it's one of those days, it's 2 p.m., boom, etc. So that is how that works. But, you know, we really appreciate the thumbs up. Those matter. The five stars on iTunes moves us up the list for when people are searching for DFS NBA um, of any kind. So, you know, we appreciate that as well. And just, you know, quick reviews, awesome also. And we're going to start posting some of those on our website. And when we do that, we're going to shout out to uh, the people that, that post something on there and give them a, a free week membership and things like that. So we have all kinds of fun things going. Um, and really, that's uh, that's it. So let's do this last game and we will get on out of everybody's hair and get this sucker posted so everybody has the afternoon to listen to it. Hey, Coach, one injury update while you were talking there. I got the three updates for for the Bulls. Okay. Wendell Carter Jr. is going to start, so we at least have that news. Uh, Doesn't say anything about minutes, and he only played 18 minutes on Saturday. Otto Otto Porter Jr. is going to be playing, but he's going to be limited to 16 to 20 minutes, so that really messes up the front court. Yep. And then now Zach Levine has been downgraded to doubtful. What? So keep keep an eye on that. Okay, well the front court's all jacked up. Um, Maybe some more Sadoransky love. Oh yeah, Kobe White's gonna be owned like nobody's business, dude. I mean, Kobe shoots the ball just about as much as anybody. I mean, if you when he's in there and he gets the ball, it's like when if you ever watch much of Carmelo Anthony, if he's like 12, 13 feet away from the bucket. 
and he's got you on his back and he calls for the ball and he gets it, the chances of him kicking that out <laughs> not, ain't going to happen. He can 10%. get quintuple teamed and they could bring a six guy off the bench to come in to get him. That ball's going up. Yes, it and, is. And uh, I'll tell you what, Kobe is not shy. Uh, if Levine sits, you got it. Kobe's just, he's a plug and play free square for me, literally. Um, that's how much I like him if Levine sits. And Sadoransky becomes an interesting play too, because he'll have some increase. So, uh, you know, the fact that Carter's probably going to play low 20s, Porter low 20s, it's going to affect Thad Young. He'll probably be upper 20s. I don't want any of that mess, uh, you know, even if Porzingis does sit. But boy, that news changed the whole aspect of everything in that game. There's no doubt about it. So thank you for sharing that. Any other reaction on your side? Just that on DraftKings, Kobe White is 5.8. So he, his price has really been creeping up. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you. I'm not going to play Thad Young now. Yeah, that's I, I'll pay that price. No problems. All right, brother. Last game, 830 Indiana Pacers at the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, the, the great fear it's San Antonio's first night of a back-to-back, and God only knows on any given night what Pop's going to do. You know, on a first night of a back-to-back, who knows? He may play the assistant coach in the water boy to save <laughs> minutes. For, so I'm terrified of Pop always stinging everybody all the time. But uh, so, you know, that's the first thing I want to bring up. But it is, it, it is a tight spread. Indiana's a two-point road favorite. It's uh, 221 uh, is the total, which happens to be the lowest on the board. No, second lowest on the board, 220 and a half Cleveland. So it's not a great over under. Uh, Indiana's 111 and a half implied. San Antonio is 109 and a half. Uh, you know, the pace isn't really exciting. Indiana 24, San Antonio 15th. Uh, Indiana's moved all the way up to seventh in team defensive efficiency. So that's a little bit of a downer for San Antonio. Uh, but San Antonio is 26. They've been in that bottom five pretty much all year. So I this game just smells a little bit funny to me. I'm not real comfortable with it. What do you, what do you think? Well, I, I do usually shy away from San Antonio, but I'm looking at this for – a mid-tier play and a value play, and I'm going to tell you what they are. The mid-tier play is T.J. Warren. He's 6K. I just pulled up the rankings. DeRozan is ranked 88th of 91 defensively for small forwards. So I like I like Warren here. 88's a, the the wild number today. That's I know, isn't it? <laughs> That's 288s. And then on the San Antonio side, we you mentioned Pirtle is out. LaMarcus Aldridge, doubtful. He did not go through shoot-around. So I'm projecting that if he's out, there's just nothing Pop can do. Is there to to stop Trey Lyles, Rudy Gay, and then here's the other 3K guy i got to mention, Drew Eubanks. I don't see any way how those three guys don't split up the minutes uh, against, you know, this big Indiana team. you got to throw some bigs out there. Uh, against that front court. So Lyles will certainly get the first look. He's 4.8. He had 39 fantasy points against Orlando when Pirtle went out. 
Rudy Gay woke up and he had 39 fantasy points in that game off the bench. So I think you look at him and then Drew Eubanks would be that last guy tournament play. Um, you know, if you want a 1% owned guy who might get you six or seven X, um, I pulled up his stats. You know, he hasn't played much second year player, but he is, let's see here. From the field, he's actually 64% for his career. He's one of one from three-point land, and at the free throw line, he's 83%. So he's got some skill, and if he plays, um, you know, 18 to 20 minutes, again, I think he could be a guy to get you 20 fantasy points and allow you to get uh, maybe one more of these studs that we've been talking about. Well, Eubanks would would con- not just be the the secret squirrel. He'd he'd be like the secret team of squirrels. So you'd <laughs> have to have like five sets of big nuts to play him. But you know what? People will dial him up. And I'll tell you what, this this game and and how you just described this whole game is is spot on. But it uh, it's why I'm a cash player and not a GPP player because yep. I just that. All of those I mean, things are in play that you mentioned. I mean, the Rudy Gay, you know, Eubanks, all that stuff. But for me in cash games, I just I have want absolutely nothing to do with all of that scenario. I have, you know, when you add up all the things I mentioned and you mentioned, yes, there could be some some real solid plays out of this game, if especially if it stays close. But I do not have the appetite. Uh, for that level of stress, I prefer to keep my blood pressure at, at a limit that doesn't <laughs> cause me to fall off the couch and grab my chest. So I'm passing this game like it doesn't exist, and I'm even going to go to bed earlier, sit on my lead, and just pray that it hangs on, uh, and I'll, I'll find out in the morning. That's where I'm <laughs> I like it. Yeah, the one other thing I'll mention with these San Antonio bigs is that they are dealing with with Sabonis and Turner, solid defensive um, players. But again, it's just about the minutes. And again, it's good for tournaments because if you make multiple lineups, you get one lineup with each one of them. Again, I just don't see how. I mean, they're they're going to get minutes. So yes, it's hard to predict which one will get the most because Popovich could decide that Trey Lyles gets. 36 minutes or he could get upset with him and only play him for 20 minutes and then gay comes out and plays 36 minutes and eubanks gets 24 i mean you just don't know especially on the front end of a back-to-back but i I do think there's going to be opportunity for those guys well i'll tell you this you know this sounds like a plug and i guess it is and i don't normally just flat out plug but i you know the reason i think dfs coach talk is going to be possibly the biggest and most successful provider of, of DFS lineups in the industry. And I can say that because we're only 11 days old and why not think big? But, you know, the reason being is we have pros that are, that provide lineups for cash and we have pros that provide lineups for GPP because they're vastly different uh, in how you build your lineups and the strategy. So, you know, I can't tell you enough. Listen to the pod. Follow us on Twitter during the afternoon uh, at DFS Coach Talk to see all the the player uh, stuff that pops up, like Andrew shared with us during uh, the deal with Levine being doubtful. And then you got to jump in Discord with us. You know, become a member. 
DFS, DFS, uh, coachtalk.com. I can't say it. Uh, sign up, get in there, and and dive in the Discord because all we'll talk through all this through through the afternoon, and then that last 30 minutes you're going to get sound lineups in both cash and in uh, GPP, and we'll we'll try to nail some of this stuff. And so far, like I say, we're off to a fantastic start. I'm really proud of my personal record for this year. And again, I, I put it on Twitter every day, my results on there. I'm a com- complete transparency of, uh, you know, win, lose, or draw. You know, when I do uh, lose on a slate, I love to do a, a dive on why, where did it go wrong? What could I have done differently? And, you know, you don't hear me a lot talking about the wins because I just, I feel like a lot of times it too, it sounds too, uh, you know, much like bragging and, I don't really, I, I don't like arrogant people, and you get on here like you're trying to sell something by proving you're a big winner. My my results, you know, are posted on Twitter. They're on our website. You can see them day by day, and and occasionally I'll I'll mention them on here just so, you know, to me it's a, a, a validity check so that everybody that listens to this show every day, if you're not a member and you're listening to the show, you want to know you know, how our picks are going. So I am right now at 59 and 23, which is in the lower 70s, about 72, 73%, which the last four years I have finished all four years between 62 and 69%, which is fantastic. You can make some good money doing it that way. But if I can continue to maintain this in the 70s, uh, I think our, our DFS Coach Talk family is going to be pretty happy. And a huge shout out to Andrew and Michael too, because they're, the GPP pros uh, that are getting it done and, you know, digging deep for the Eubankses and, and those guys. Michael had a guy yesterday that I was making fun of him on the podcast for, and that'll teach me because the dude was min priced. And I think he went for 27 and a half, which is great for a min price guy. So I don't make fun of anybody. Although if I would have accepted his secret squirrel, uh, I would have uh, beat him, but I'm already up too, Andrew. I don't want to pile on the guy, you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so but that's yeah, you know, the story. Yeah, you mentioned, um, you know, just sort of letting the stats talk for themselves. It's sort of like if somebody was asking Giannis, you know, are you an MVP candidate? I mean, what's he going to say? Well, you know, here are my numbers. I average 29.9 points a game. I have, I get 13.8 rebounds a game. I dish out 5.8 assists. I get a steal, I get a block. So yeah, I think I'm an MVP candidate. Ask, so it's, ask that it's, question to James Harden. <laughs> you heard yeah. about their beef, right? Yeah, they've been going back and forth. It's kind of funny. I can't wait for Houston, Milwaukee to play. I mean, Harden. I already, be honest, I already made games. myself a note, Coach, in my calendar. I'm really? Stack, I already made my I made myself a note on the calendar. I'm going to stack both of those guys in that game. I can't wait. They're going to go after it. If it's they're gonna not 100 percent owned. You got to have rocks in your head because those two guys. They're going to want to kill each other. Yeah, it's going to be excellent. I can't wait. Uh, we always wrap up every podcast. Uh, you know, we, we're motivated to launch this, uh, the group of us. There's eight of us that are really uh, behind the scenes, and everybody doing everything to get this up and rolling and really quality information out there. And we were motivated, uh, unfortunately, by the loss of Kobe and Gianna. Uh, that was something that, you know, we all said, hey, we're all doing this. We're all successful at it. We all love it. Let's let's launch something. So, you know, we always like to give a shout out to the uh, 
the fund that's been set up by Kobe's uh, widow, Vanessa Bryant. It's mambaon3.org. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Uh, it, you know, it's really set up for the families of the seven other people that perished on that helicopter. And, you know, we sort of have a, a agreement between the team here on winning nights that, uh, you know, when, when we get that cash in our account at uh, DraftKings or FanDuel or, or any of the other sites, uh, a little bit of that goes into the Mamba on three pot uh, for, for those folks. So please give them a, a quick uh, look if you're not familiar with that uh, fund. It is really a good thing. And, it you know, it's a connector of the entire basketball community because uh, of what an effect uh, this had on, on all of us uh, that are in uh, basketball fans of any kind and even non-basketball fans, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, he, he had an Oscar, he was, uh, you know, youth sports, everything else. So, uh, just keeping his memory alive. We're not going to let it fade away. Like, you know, you'll start now that the, the, uh, memorial service is over, is over and all that, you know, that'll fade back on late pages and then not really be in the news at all. But we have committed through the rest of this season. We're going to mention on every podcast, and I uh, hope everybody keeps that uh, fun going. All right, man. Any final thoughts from Mr. Hansen? Yeah, just come over and join in and snag some of these winning lineups at DFSCoachTalk.com and become a member and join the team. Sounds great, man. You are officially the left-handed Kyle Corver. Thank everybody you very much. I'll what's take your, it. What's your schedule this week on uh, hoops? Uh. Thursday night. So Thursday, Thursday will be a night. big game. We'll do this. We'll do the show in the morning, and then I'll get to play myself that night. I, uh, I, you, you almost made my roster in the utility spot, but I could not <laughs> pass, couldn't pass up Jared Dudley. Uh, last oh, week. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, sorry, man. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean it. All right, brother. Well, excellent. Uh, let's wrap it up and get this up and out there. Uh, so we want to thank you all for joining us for another uh, podcast of the DFS Coach Talk uh, pod. And we here appreciate you listening in every day. We really do. So for my fellow pros, Andrew Hansen and Mike Apatria, we will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS. <laughs>